Lucky number seven, we got this. The lighthouse threatening the town of Otari shines no more. But the town's fate is still being written. These heroes surprised me. The heroes of Otari. The heroes of Otari bask in their stardom, but it dulls them, weakens them. They do not know the horrors that await them in the Abomination Vault. Creatures mutated beyond recognition, things which should not be on this plane. Not to mention the horrible echoes of the past that still linger. Their weakness gives me hope. Their zealous quest gives me leverage. And they do not know the dangerous game that they are part of. Now, they play into my hand. fades in on the face of the devil we now know as Eurevian. He looks a bit younger, but as the camera pulls out a bit, we can see he is sitting across from a young woman, barely more than 18 years old. He smiles along with her words, and we can see him sizing her up. I need a general for my armies, she says seriously willing to pay whatever it takes. Eurevian smiles. Then you've come to the right place. Tell me, why is this so important? The girl hesitates. They took everything from me, from us. They must pay. I need somebody capable to lead my armies across the Starstone Isle to wipe Absalom off the map forever. You want my soul or whatever? Fine. It's yours. Eurevian frowns slightly. Alas, it is not your soul I want, Belcora, but one you must promise to deliver, alive if possible. She rolls her eyes, always with the tricks and angles with you devils. Whatever, fine. I will deliver this person to you. Who is it? Eurevian smiles, lingering for a moment. An outcast from an important bloodline. No significance of a person, to be sure, but still important enough to be valuable to me. An up-and-coming hero named Vol Rajani. I will lead your armies, train them, and one day Rajani will show up to stop you. And then, you deliver me her soul. Belcora sneers. Just that easy, huh? Think I was born yesterday? I know exactly how this plays out. Eurevian, a bit shaken, doesn't break his smile. Why, whatever do you mean? 
Cora continues. Once she comes out of hiding, one of my minions would sell me out in a heartbeat, claim her soul, give it over to you just to screw me over. Or you just send one of your cronies to do it. No, I want certain protections. Yurevian surprise laughs. <laughs> oh? Belcora continues insisting. Our contract will prohibit anybody but me from delivering the soul of Rajani. And I will do so once the job is done. Yurevian thinking nods. Okay, deal. With a wave of his hand, his quill begins writing a contract out on long strips of paper. As the camera pans in close to show the quill writing, we see the words written. The Rajani soul shall not be delivered by allies of Belcora or of Yurevian or his allies. Belcora looks it over and nods. Fine, let's make this official and she signs her name to the contract. Yurevian, meanwhile, grins. Cut to some time later. Yurevian is in his prison level, training soldiers. Devils train fleshworps and other creatures from down below for combat. Suddenly, we see Sesic rush over. She's defeated by Rajani, no less. Yurevian looks surprised. Do you mean? Says it grins. Belcora is no more. Bada bing, dead as a doornail. Revian frowns, looking saddened. Says it continues. Yurevian, now's our chance. Our contract stipulates we have to lead our armies. So let's do it. Be done with their service and get back home. Yurevian. Considering his options, shakes his head. No, not yet. We need to continue training. And without Belcora here to rule, things are about to get pretty dicey. A cut shows more time has passed, hundreds of years. Yurevian forces clash with Jafakis. Erdofins bargain for travel from down below up to the higher levels of the vaults. Says it grows more impatient. Master, I don't mean to pry, but what are we waiting for? Yurevian doesn't answer directly. It's not time, he says, staring into his crystal ball. More time passes. We see various manipulations over the last few hundred years, drawing Carmen Rajani back to Atari, planting thoughts of glory working to keep the Menhems in charge of the town, to keep Rajani off kilter, various moves to manipulate Carmen into staying in Otari, unhappy, but close by. Another cut, another set of time passing. Ah, it's true, says Sezik. From what we hear down below, Belcora has returned in ghost form this time. Yurevian nods, as expected. All the work we have been preparing is ready to come to fruition. 
Sezik nods and leaves. Yurevian sighs to himself. Well, maybe we'll have to lead this assault after all. There's a quick cut. One of Belcora's emissaries in, a, in the room, a strange creature with an open maw full of teeth for a head. It demands an answer. Belcora demands an answer. Eurevian sneers. No manners? Sezik, lock him away. I will answer when I am good and ready. You forget your place. Sezik leads the creature away to a cell. Eurevian, as they leave, looks a little worried. Maybe we can buy just a little more time. Then, the unthinkable happens. We see Eurevian watching in a crystal ball as Carmen Rajani faces off against the heroes of Otari. Defeated, Carmen stands down. Huh. Interesting, says Eurevian. Maybe an opportunity here after all. A barrage of magic missiles from Hull Harmony rings out from the distance, knocking Carmen unconscious. Oh, well then. Eurevian leans forward and watching the crystal ball intently. Mukta, using his dagger, slices Carmen's throat, leaving him bleeding out on the floor of the cave. Eurevian sits down, slumped in his chair, sipping his wine. As the faces of the heroes, one by one, filter into view, he takes curious glances at Halarmony and Mukta. Well then, what do we have here? Immediately, we see flashes of moves that Eurevian makes. He sends one of his lieutenants up to assault Jafaki on a needless attack. The final straw he knows for Sezik. With Belcora's return, Sezik has grown bold. He leads, he leaks Sezik information about the heroes. And, like that, Sezik takes the bait. Unknowingly, of course. Sezik will draw the heroes here, and then... When they understand what's at stake, they will listen. Our last cut, we see the heroes of Otari refusing to talk, opting to fight. Erevian calmly destroys the group with only his quill. Clovis and Nulara nearly dead. After all, he only needs the two willing to do what must be done. And these two just muddy the issue. He spanks some sense back into these mortals, like a father teaching his ch children right from wrong. And with that, the camera crossfades to an office. We see Eurevian talking, telling this story to the heroes of Otari, bloodied, beaten, and broken. And so, that brings us here. And I must say, we are in a unique opportunity to help each other. Sure, you must have lots of questions. I'm sorry, I feel like I've been talking for about 20 minutes. So, uh, you, you, we signed an agreement with Sezik. Uh, she says we could have her, uh, she could have our souls if we die. Hopefully we don't die. Yes, that would be a what shame. What would you have us do? Involved. Can you 
get rid of this being like the the person above them, right? You can like void their contract because they're you know they report to you. However, that works. Contracts are a interesting topic. One which I am proud to say is my specialty. I cannot force a contract to be nulled and voided, but we could certainly in put some pressure on Sezik as needed. By any chance, does one of you have a copy of the said contract? I look at Mukta. Ah, remember, I, I didn't understand. Sorry, I was, I was trying to talk so he didn't hear me. <laughs> but um, I didn't understand any of that. That's why I thought you would read it. I didn't, I didn't get the copy. Did you get the copy? Didn't get the copy. You always take things, so I figure you should take that too. I mean, that little devil creature just made it appear and disappear. Hmm. That never stopped you before. You make things disappear all the time. You put them in their hand and they're not there. And then you go like this and then you come back out and they're there. Sometimes I see you do it, but I, I, I know, I know I've recently learned magic, but that's all just sleight of hand before. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> uh, Anyways, Eurevian makes eye contact with you. Nulara just, just gives you like a smile, just staring right at you. What's up? Those wounds look pretty, pretty bad there. How are you doing? I'm still up. It's interesting how you think this is intimidating. I've been here before. Listen, but I have a lot of manners. I am extending you the courtesy, but make no mistake. I do not need you. Speak like that again. And it will be the last words you speak. I say, okay. would you like something? Would you like something to drink? And he offers you like a goblet of wine. Um, okay. <laughs> and he turns his attention back to you guys. Hal and Mukta. All right, so obviously you could have killed us or our friends. So what is it that you need? Why can't you just go do it? I mean, you know, write the last line of your book with your quill or the last line of their life. Well, as you surely must have surmised from the story I told you, I'm not capable of doing what I of getting what I need contract stipulates that neither I my allies or allies of Belcora can deliver the soul of one Rajani but there is a loophole you see nowhere does it stipulate enemies of Belcora cannot be the one to deliver me the soul but the Rajani is already dead that is true you saw to it that that was the case, but surely you mortals understand how souls passing in the afterlife work. Long, boring story. Nonetheless, yes, his soul has passed, but not yet into the afterlife. I can teach you a way to pull his soul back into his body, sure, or into something more valuable to me. And he like opens his desk drawer and he takes out this like kind of like jagged black obsidian looking crystal and he like lays it on his desk. I need you to bring me Carmen Rajani's soul. And then? And then my business is done here. I can either, well, I can either lead my armies against Absalom and, uh, destroying every city between here and there, including your precious Otari. Which, I'll be honest, I don't really want. That's a lot of work and a lot of hassle and 
Something I don't want to have to do. But with Belcora's return, my hands are tied. Unless you help me break my contract. And then I go. I take all of my doubles with me. You get free passage. But uh, where, 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 where did you go? I mean, did you go like to the buffet? Or what? I mean, where, where's you? How many? There's um, like two of you, right? No, there were four, but now there's two. Keen observer. Surely you saw the rest of my my uh, guards in the halls. There are dozens of us, not to mention the foot soldiers we command. Not to mention the armies Belcora brews down below. So where do you guys go? Like on vacation permanently or? I mean, I don't know. I would go back to Diabelle if that was done here. Let's say that. I, you would go back to Diabelle. I would go back to my Diabelle. A little, a little further south. Is it like Diabelle? Like, you know what I mean? He's like sizing you up and trying to figure out if you're messing with him or if you're actually that dense. And he cracks a little smile and he says, yes, Diabelle. I like that. Hmm. So... Wait, so the primary purpose of all of this is to get you out of the contract with Belcora. That is correct. Contract stipulates I must lead her armies across the Starstone Isle, raising every settlement from here to Absalom. I don't until, really have a dog in this fight. Until you are delivered the soul of Rajani, yes? Well, if I was to be delivered, my, my payment for such a contract was the soul of Rajani. Technically... We originally had agreed upon the soul of Valrajani, but clever wording of my contract always leaves a few loopholes open. And so, if you were to deliver me the soul, that would void our contract, and Otari is safe, Absalom is safe. And all it costs is one piddling, like, pitiful, terrible soul. Think of the thousands you could save. You help me, I and help you. we just pass through? I mean, Nilara, we can get through this level. We can go take care of Belcora. I know this one soul, and you're not down with the soul stuff, but think about these people, like, no. that I love. No, I want to help you. I've just, he talks too much. And instead of getting to the point, he goes on to, like, a freaking monologue. He just asked from the beginning. Oh. Yeah. I have a I'm sorry. so I get so confused. <laughs> Look, I've dealt with, you know, the higher up you get with these kind of villains, you know, they, the more they want to talk, it's kind of their thing, you know. I wouldn't call me a villain. I'm I'm I meant that in the, I meant that in the best way possible. Right Look, I'm a villain in some people's story as well, so. Fair enough. What I'm saying is I don't have to be a villain in yours. I don't want to kill you and your friends and your people. And Good, we don't want to die. <laughs> Perfect, then we can come to an amicable arrangement here. So let me get this straight. We, uh, you teach us some crazy magic to retrieve Rajani's soul. We bring it to you. You and your friends go back to the hells and leave this level alone, yes? Correct. Although I prefer to call it Diavel. Diavel, sorry. Diavel, let's say. Um, but, uh, there is one small problem still. Oh? Our contract with your lieutenant. 
all of this means nothing if that contract still stands. You agree to do this for me. I will break your contract with Sezuk. I'm sure he's not smarter than me. There's got to be a loophole here. Oh, I, I like to understand. I had. I'd like to understand how we get this person back, but I'd also like to understand how we get our person back to his lung on the ground over there too. Does it work the same way? Uh, he looks like kind of down the hall beyond you, right? Like at your body, like laying there. It's like the ritual I teach you is not, you know, only for Rajani. You can bring your friend back if you so choose. Maybe like a test run, you know, so we would work out the kinks on him first and then get to uh that's your prerogative i have i you know i i apologize for killing him back there he just got caught in the crossfire you think he would be more capable the way he was like presenting himself you know look you caught him off guard i'm sure he was a great warrior mm. so what do we say do we we got we got an agreement here let me ask you this if you were to do this for me what can I do for you? Surely, I know I have you bent over the barrel. I could kill you one by one now until you agree to do this for me, but I want to make sure we both leave happy here. Tell me, what can I do in return? Well, one is uh, you already said you're going to break the contract. We'd like that guy, is that guy of down course. there? To of course. Come back, you know, we, sure. we have to visit uh, his homeland, once we go past here, we get to take him back. We kind of gave him our words. Um, so that would be good. What I've else? heard musings uh, the drow below have not been happy with Belcoro's return. Good allies to have. You've spent a lot of time with Belcoro. What can you tell us about her? Focus to a fault, driven by rage and a sense of entitlement that no, frankly, no mortal should have. And what's keeping her here? She was defeated before, and yet her soul lives. The ultimate goal, the same one that I was conscripted to do, that my devils are here to do, that every single soldier in this Abomination Falls is here to do. Erase Absalom from Starstone Isle. Her spirit will never settle until that's done. Okay, well, we can't have that happening. For sure. Uh, I mean, that's an easy way out, right? Just, you know, you guys catch the next boat out of town, head on out. I'll raise the town, yada, yada, destroy it. And then her spirit will pass on. I don't think that's an option, though. Um, okay, well, I'll do it. How do, uh, show me where to go, point me in the right direction, wind me up and push me out the door. What, uh, what, what are we doing here? The first thing he does is like snap his finger and a huge like scroll of like writing like uh like it's actually not writing it's just a huge empty scroll like appears like out of thin air and sprawls across his desk and he says before we continue we must formalize our agreement and then once that's done i'll teach you the ritual i will find you a way out of your existing contract and we're good why rajani uh let's see I'm gonna do treat wounds on myself while this is happening. Sure, yeah, yeah. just like abandoning yourself in there. So he says, I owe the soul of Rajani, of a Rajani, to somebody much more powerful than myself. 
It would be unwise for me to leave the material plane without it. Carmen is the last descendant of Valrajani. So, seems like this is uh, both of our last chances, huh? Exactly why I want to make sure that this is an amicable agreement all around. I don't believe fear to be an effective motivator. Mutual business is always more effective in my experience as well. Who do you need, cash? <laughs> we need, like, uh, at least 300, so I can... We can buy Nulara a shield from <laughs> Rajani's old place. <laughs> Certainly. Let's call it 2,000 gold. Half up front and half when the deed is done? Or otherwise, I mean, I'll even play you a song. <laughs> down to, oh, not that one. What happens? So you've you've explained why you need Rej, why you have to deliver Rajani, but uh, why does your superior want them? Those What's so these... special about the Rajani soul? Apparently, it's to settle some ancient debt that Val Rajani's ancestor once made. Honestly, it's slightly above my pay grade. This is my ticket to the big show. So wait, hang on a second. Val Rajani made a deal with the devil? Not Val directly, but one of Val's ancestors. It's a important bloodline in our circles. And what happens? And it's not like Carmen's a good person. I mean, you've met the guy, right? You've seen him. That that soul, he's only going one place anyways. It might as well be in my hands. And you'll be providing us with everything. The hands of the devil. You'll be providing us, like, would you be providing us a container uh, where we'll store his soul? What? What's the... T- he nudges the obsidian jagged crystal he's placed right. on the desk between you guys. All you need to do is perform the ritual at the place where his, where you took his life. Mm. Call it back. If you call it back into his body, great, but the soul makes it... The gem makes it a little more convenient for my sake. Less whining and crying and all that. What do you say? Oh. He turns and he like locks like on Clovis, right? Because Clovis has been quiet this whole time, and he's like, "Clovis, what do you think back there?" I think uh, I think I don't want to die, and uh, I don't want you killing Atari. So uh, I don't think I have much of a choice. Music to my ears. But I'm but I'm with my friends here. So if they say no, then I will die with them. Well, I know how we'll do it needs to be done. Mukta is a businessman. He understands. There's only one of you might be foolish enough to risk everything. What do you say, Nulara? I'm here for my friends. I can't deal with you yet. Perfect. Then let's sign. And let's go over this one more time, huh? Sure. We deliver you a Rajani soul. Correct. You you are neither an ally of mine nor an ally of Belcora's. It'll all be on the up and up. You take your other devilish minions back to the hell with you? Yep. All the devils are gone. Unfortunately, there's not room for our soldiers where we're coming from, so we'll probably just leave them behind. They're 
potty trained and everything if you want to have your own personal army. In fact, I sealed the floors to down below because I got tired of all the interruptions from Belcora's emissaries and the drow and laugh, yada yada, just everyone wants to come up. So we just sealed it away. When this is done, I'll just order all of my minions as my last order to unseal it for you. And uh, the entire contract with Sezik must be broken for all of us. Of course. Like I said, I want this to be amicable on both sides. Absalom and Otari won't be touched. Not by us. And if we fail to bring you Rajani's soul, what would happen? Well, then I would be forced to answer Belcora's call, lead her armies one by one, destroying every town between here and Absalom, and ultimately end the victorious raise that place to the ground. Belcora will hand me the soul of Carmen Rajani one way or another, or I get her soul. Right, I get the um, I get the bigger picture of what right. happens when you fail. Oh. I'm talking about competing contracts for souls. Oh, if you sign this with me, I will immediately dissolve your contract with Sezik. He's like he's like looking it over as he like he's like he's got your contracts. So he's got like, so one of the things is he's got tons of horns coming off him. He's just got tons of contracts draped over himself like all the time, right? So he's like been like reading over your guys' contract. He's like managed to like lift it from one of you guys and he's like reading it and he's like common is such an interesting language, don't you think? Only a fool would write a contract in common. Yeah. I will break this for you, no problem. Okay, so 2,000 gold, 1,000 up front, raise our mm. guy over here, See in the back. 1,000 up front is where kind of a sticking point because I know what heroes will do. Heroes will take the 1,000 I give you and you'll go arm yourselves and come back with an army of yourself to overthrow me. And I can't have that. No, no, no. Okay, say 300? Make make a diplomacy check here. And let's see. You can do it, Hal. So you're making a diplomacy check, and it's against his... Uh, Ooh, look at those hero point dice. <laughs> you're going to use a hero point on this? Go for it. Yeah, you're, trying yeah. to, you're trying to beat I his uh, will oh. save. Oh. Mm-hmm. Halloween dice might go into the Halloween gel. Yeah. That's 18. Right. How about instead of 300 gold, I let Nulara live? That's okay. about... Her life's probably worth about 300 gold. Give or take. No, I think it's more. Then you're getting a deal. Winning all around. Okay, so Nazi gold. His quill. His quill begins writing a whole contract out, but it's in Infernal. And then as it like continues writing, he says, just uh, sign the bottom right here and we're good to go. Can anybody read this contract? I guess that only a fool would write contracts in common. There's no under common translation. In this, it's pure infernal. Now, I don't know. Does, I, I think we've established it before. Nobody has the ability to read infernal, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But um, yeah, does Mukta? And Mushi read infernal? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> um, where's the party loot during all this? I would imagine back at the room. Right, party loot generally. Less stuff you guys left behind. Oh, for a scroll of comprehend. Mm-hmm. Do we have one. Of those? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you have one of those. You left it back. 
Uh, okay. You know what? If you want, I will retroactively let you cash in a hero point to pull that in like a flashback scene and just tuck it into your pocket. I'll do it. Perfect. So hero point flashback. You guys are about to go down. You're walking out the door to go to like face your Evan and like Mukta stops for one second and has like a revelation and you know we see he just goes back to like his party this room full of treasure you guys have slip a scroll right into your pocket oh, yeah, that's true. and that is a arcane spell yep I'm going to give it to Hal because he can uh, look over contracts better than me but Hal can't use arcane scrolls Oh, you can't? All right. Okay, well, that's a good point. Like, let's, I mean, what's the spell do? Have we looked at it? Uh, yeah, it's arcane. Oh, it's also a cult. Yeah, so he can. Yeah, it's arcane, divine, and the cult. Uh, casting a spell. Okay, yeah. Yep. Comprehend languages level two. For sure. Then, yeah, you can pull out. Like, so you got this trump card. You pull out, like, a scroll of, like, comprehend languages. Hell, why don't you use this to give that contract a once-over, huh? What is this? Is this a contract between me and you? Sure. <laughs> it lets... I need to see what it says. <laughs> and I'll start reading it. Yep. So you cast... <laughs> you cast Comprehend Languages, and... All of a sudden, you can understand... Is it all languages? Is that how it works here, too? So, let's see. Tara can understand the meaning of a single language it is hearing or reading when you cast the spell. So, yeah, you can choose a language, so you can choose Infernal as you're reading the contract. That's fine. Um, I already clicked Use, so we'll just say Hal used it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, so you can choose one language you're reading, so I'm assuming you're choosing Infernal, right? Mm-hmm. So if this weird, like, script, this Infernal script begins to, like, make sense in your brain, almost like the Matrix coach. You start understanding the complexities of this. And for the first time, you're kind of exposed to how, like, precise the Infernal language is and how, like, every little stroke of every little character has such specific meaning that for a second it almost hurts your brain with the scope of the language. And you, you realize, man, these guys are very precise but you understand it and you can try to decode this language so i need you to make a society check do i, I think that was right unless you have legal yeah. lore which i don't think you do mm -mm. oh nice. what was that 24 16 on the Holy dice on plus the eight halloween rollsmith dice um right so so as you look over his um, contracts, you be, you understand the gist of it, uh, but I will say a 24 is a failure. It's not a critical failure, surprisingly. In fact, I think you just like barely passed the threshold for critical fail with your 24. That's how good at contracts this guy is. But even with a failure, you get a gist of what's going on. Nothing that you catch in the contract makes you think he's pulling the wool over your eyes. He promises on uh, on delivery of a Rajani soul that he will pay the sum of 2,000 gold, that uh, he will take his armies and leave the material plane, and upon signing of the contract, he will break Sezik's contract. Oh, there's nothing you there's nothing you catch in the language that makes it seem like he's lying. Now, you didn't succeed or critically see, so there could be something hidden, but even with yep. this role, you don't find it, if it's there. So... I look at uh, him and I reach for his quill. Uh, may I use your quill to sign this paper? He hands the quill over. 
I'm going to try to grab uh, the eye. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, roll for initiative. Roll initiative. Now he was stabbing you with it. <laughs> he talked for so long. I'm going to try to grab Hal's uh, hand first before sure. he yeah. signs. Yeah. Do we, does everybody need to sign, or can a representative sign? I'll sign it. I mean, a single representative is fine. Hal, you're you're young. You have your whole life ahead of you. You're going to be mayor, huh? Let me sign. Yurevian, like, leans in you, high. He's like, you know, I've got a bit of some experience with local small-town politics. If you'd like to work out some extra contracts between me and you, we can make that happen. I put a bloody hand on Hal's shoulder. <laughs> Just food for thought. You're going to get me dirty again. No, no, no. So it's a bit of blood on your... I lean my head on <laughs> Oh, my God. No, there's definitely a lot of blood on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I... Let me sign, please. Okay, sure. I mean... You, you sign, you I will do? break... I will help you break your contract with Sezik, and uh, then the rest of you can be on your way. There doesn't need to be any more of our signatures on these contracts that need be. I think Mukta is getting into this uh, autographing, like... He did really well when we did the Battle of the Bands. I've been signing a lot of autographs. I get to, I'd let him sign one. So I'll take the quill from Hal's <clears throat> hand, mm-hmm. and I'll sign the contract. As you, like, write, you basically, like, your words are replaced with blood as the quill, like, draws the blood from you to, like, put on the paper. And, uh, yeah, Mukta signs. He looks up expectantly, and he says, so just, just the one? Perfect. And he takes the contract, rolls it up. He like snaps his fingers and it disappears in like a puff of like brimstone, and then in the replace, was that? Because I, yeah. I, was, I was asking like before, like, do we all need to sign it? Oh yeah. Or does? Yeah, he's like, f- he's fine with you signing it, just you. But you know, it starts to dawn on you that like he's only going to help you break your contract with Cesar. That's what I was trying to. I know. Yeah, he's been he's dancing around that, but yeah, you start to to feel like he's pulling one over on you a little bit. Maybe we should all sign. Oh, autograph of the entire band. That's what I'm talking about. You're such a good guy, Mukta. Here, let me get that. Let me sign. Okay. Uh, I mean, are you sh- he's a big Y. A couple s- okay. squiggles at the bottom. There's, there you go. That's my name. It'll be worth some money someday. Like more than 2000 Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> works for me. I don't I don't want to force you to sign. I'm, I you know if, you, if you're happy with your current love, deal. Love this because he signs it. Take okay. From Howland. And he's like, unfortunately, your friend over there is unable to sign at present. Oh, yes. I mean, grab him. So and then take his bloody hand. And Legally speaking, this isn't exactly going to hold up in any court of law. But I appreciate the uh, effort. If it was that easy, then we could force anyone to do anything we wanted. They have to do it of their free will. Oh, when he comes back, I'll just explain it to him and he will be agreeable. So as you sign like the contract, right? And you signed it with his like bloody hand, but like he lets you do it, but like he's telling you it's not gonna work. He ba- he bamps the contract out, and as he does, a copy is like replaced, and he hands you like a copy of your contract in Infernal. And um, he says, Okay, first things first. He hands the scroll to you, Mukta. He says, Throw this over my head. What what is this? is this the copy of our contract? Yes. Just give it a toss right over my head. Is this the contract we just signed or Sezik's contract? This is a contract you just signed with Eurovian. 
I look towards the group and... Uh, all right. I'll throw it over his head. Make... <laughs> I need you to make, like, a, a check here because you're, you're throwing a contract over his head and you could t- totally just biff him in the face. And I have to see this roll because I really want it to happen. Uh, just probably make it a... I'll let you choose between, like, thievery or acrobatics. The DC on this is low. The DC on this is low. To throw it over his head successfully, we're talking a 10. It's kind of... He's big. It's kind of an unwieldy contract. All right. I mean, they're the same uh, role acrobatics. No problem. Critical success. Double critical. So, the contract sails over the top of his head... Why we got Mukta fails in chat? Come on. <laughs> over over the head, lands behind him, um, and he goes, great. He claps his hand together and says, now you successfully overthrown me. Ugh. And he's like, common is a stupid, stupid language. And he turns around and picks up the, the contract off the floor, and then he hands it to, like, Hal to do the same thing. You know. All right, we're going to kill him. Let's roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> But this is why he will not sign contracts in uh, common because he hates the language. <laughs> and so there's a cut here as you guys are throwing the contract over him. Sezik is like back in the hallway, wringing her hands like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then realizing it's like checking her watch. Like, it's been a while, right? At this point, like Sezik like wanders into the hall to like look around the corner and sees you guys around the table, like throwing this like paper right over your Revian's head. And he just watches like her face like drops just like, oh. And he dusts his hands and he's like, all right, I think we've successfully overthrown me now. Oh, Sezik, please come in here for a second. And Sezik, <laughs> like head down, like shuffle, like floats, flies over and like kind of oh. does like a sideways glance at you guys. I get it. Contract oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, and then wow. your okay. like, as you've seen, these friends, associates of yours have successfully overthrown me. I think... Maybe it's time to let them out of their contract. And Yurevian <laughs> smiles, right? And says it kind of gives like, well, no, I mean, that's not what, clearly that's not what the contract meant, right? No, 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 that's, that's forget about it, no. And then Yurevian just gives like a look with one eyebrow raised and says like immediately <sighs> summons your like original version of your contract and just like tears it. And as, he, as she tears it, it crumbles into like dust and just disappears in the wind. And like your soul, like you've you've had this like burden on you, this like weight that's been holding you down that you've slowly grown so accustomed to, you don't notice it. Immediately it's lifted and you feel good again, even though you didn't realize you didn't feel good a second ago, if that makes sense. And you can feel that the contract's been lifted. Common is a stupid language. (laughs) And then, and then, yes, Sezik is like almost like waiting for like punishment from Yurevian, right? And Yurevian looks at her and just says, can you fetch me the call spirits ritual, please? And like, there's no punishment that comes for uh, Sezik, who kind of like looks a little surprised and like flies off and goes to some bookshelves and pulls back like a scroll. And Yurevian like takes a scroll and dismisses Sezik, who goes back out into the hallway. And then Sezik's like, she's a good egg, you know? I kind of pushed her past her breaking point. I hate that I had to do that, but you know, the ends always justify the means in my book. And he lays out this scroll. And what he has to do is like for the next hour or two, he has to walk you through the basics of this ritual. So there's like this kind of like cutscene as Yurevian t- 
tells you, you know, you need a basically it's a ritual. You need a primary caster. And also, if you have secondary casters, it helps with the process. You can make it easier if other people like go in and help. You need to return to the site that the soul departed. And it has to be the, the longer it's been since the soul died, the harder this is. And also, the more familiar you are with the soul, the easier it is for you guys. And since you guys are pretty familiar, you've met Carmen in person. This is, you know, about as easy as it can get for you guys. So he wants you guys to return to the site, do this ritual. The soul will be drawn out from the river of souls and it'll anchor itself to this crystal. Now, if you had his body, you could put it back in his body. Or if you had, you know, for instance, you asked about your friend over there. If you do this near your friend, it'll bring his soul back, uh, back right there. And, you know, if you would like to do it here, you have my permission to practice. But, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be one of you guys that does the spell. However, somebody has to cast the spell. Uh, what kind of spell? Is it uh, maybe Mukta? Mukta, you cast the spell. You know all this stuff now. You can bring back the guy over here. In practice. What kind of... So as he's explaining this ritual to us, do we get the sense of what kind of magic this is? Is it arcane, occult, divine? So the primary casting... Um, whoever does like the primary casting of this is going to be either a cultist or religion. And then whoever assists, if somebody wants to assist, because it takes one person to do the main casting and one person to assist, whoever assists has to do the opposite. So it's either the main caster is a cult and the assister is religious or the main caster is religious and then the assistant does a cult. So it's an occult religion uh, ritual. I don't think we have any divine casters, do we? I'm not. You say you have to be at least an expert in occultism or religion to attempt this ritual. I'm not even trained in either one of those. There is a cost associated with this. Every time you attempt this, it takes 50 gold worth of incense and candles. And the ritual lasts an hour. And he warns you, if you fail, nothing would happen. But if you critically fail, you might pull something from beyond back. So do we want to practice on him or just... Uh... Just go do it. Are you able... Do we have anyone even able to do this right now? Hal, are you an expert in occultism? Nope. I mean, I'm pretty good uh, expert, but uh, I don't know what this <laughs> stuff is. Yeah. It immediately becomes apparent you guys are in over your head because you've signed up to do this ritual that technically none of you are qualified to cast. Didn't but anybody do is the other one? You guys have, have made be, uh, allies. Expert in uh, both, both of them. One of the two, yeah, either an expert in religion or a cult. Like they both, they both take uh, expert. Anybody they both take the expert. They both take. So expert, you have yeah. to be an expert in, in one of them to be able to do it. Yes, it's a pretty high level ritual. I mean, you're talking about calling a soul from beyond death back to the material plane. That's why it takes such a high level of casting. On a blank, what's the name of the lady that we go Rin. talk to? And Rin. So I wonder yeah. if uh, I wonder if Rin can uh, be able to cast something like this. So I'm a little confused. You're you're very meticulous in your contract writing, but in your explanation, not so much. So you say it's cultism expert and religion expert, both of yes. them. Or are you saying one, it has to be expert, the other has to just be whatever? So to, to, even, to even attempt this ritual, you need to be an expert. Let me just look at this ritual, because there's rules. Like rituals are their own thing in Pathfinder. So this ritual needs a secondary caster associated with it. So you need to have both a master religious person and a master occultism to even 
do this. Not even a expert, master or an expert? Expert, I am sorry, expert. Holy crap, I would okay. Oh, okay. So just so we're clear, I know I can, uh, I can yep. read your writing, but you say expert, occultism, expert, religion. Yes. Yeah, one and one. Okay, who's the expert in religion? Is that you, Clovis? What about you, Nilara? Uh, I'm not Is even this what trained. To you? I'm not trained. trained in either one. We could ask the library. <gasps> yeah, girlfriend. we could ask Rin too. She's kind of little. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we'd have to ask her I mean, no offense. She's probably asleep. She's probably awake. Well, the librarian is probably asleep, but Rin is probably awake. But it looks like we won't be able right. to uh, <clears throat> bring back our friend. our friend here. Well, I mean, we could just cover his eyes and we take his body with us. <laughs> It, there is this interesting idea that he died here, you know, so it would be pretty hard to redo it here. But there's some wiggle room, especially it's like the closer you are to the source of the body dying, the easier it is. And you have his body, which makes it even easier. So you could attempt it somewhere out of the down here in the abomination. Well, it might just be a little harder to succeed or, you know, he's given you Revian has given you guys safe passage the same that Sezik has. So he's promised that nobody on this level will mess with you. So you can bring Rin down here if you so choose. You know what I mean? I mean, she'll agree, but she'll be really tempted to maybe I know. do other stuff. Of course. Is this, this is not a scroll, right? This is just a ritual? So basically what he's doing is he's, he's giving you guys a scroll, but in a way you guys have learned this ritual. Like he's taken the time to like a whole day, however long it took to get through your thick non spellcasting brains, how this ritual works. So like you guys just know this ritual now. So this isn't something that I'd be able to try to trick magic item, right? Let's, no let's item. talk about what is the wording of trick magic item? You examine a magic item you normally couldn't use in an effort to fool it and activate it temporarily. So it's a, allow a fighter to cast a spell from a wand or a wizard to cast a spell that's not on the arcane list using a scroll. I mean, I like the idea and I'm willing to roll with this if you want to be, if you want to trick this ritual using your trick. It's a feat you have. It's kind of, it's not exactly what this feat does, but I'm, I'm into it. Pretty close. I mean, it sounds like it the way you read it. And I'm not going to try to do this for Rajani. That's too that's too risky. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do it on the soul here. Yeah. So you could you could participate as one of these casters. Now you still need to you still need religion. Okay, so you I'm could attempt like to do it you could do it attempt to do it as the trained religion, just not expert. But you have nobody how, to do the other. How are you though. are you an expert in the cult? That's a no, that's just correct. I'm sorry, I was thinking, I was just remembering the last time I went to the concert of the Oyster Cult, but uh, not the, uh, not the, not an expert, just a regular trained guy. But maybe I become expert here in like uh, 25 minutes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, you're going to use that level up to become an expert in occultism? Maybe. That's so rough. And then I, ha I could use mine on religion. Yeah, I mean, oh, here, yeah, that's true. That's smart. Here, here's the thing. You guys have made decent allies in town, right? Like using like asking Rin to become involved isn't out of the realm of possibility. Asking Vandy Bandersnatch to become involved. I mean, you're you're exposing them to what you guys are doing in this terrible sort of thing. 
That's we the don't downside. Don't want to yeah. do that, Mukta. I'll pull Mukta aside and I say, "Hey," and I'll say in undercommon, "We don't want to do that. I, I, I've got the reputation to uphold, right? I want to be able to sow the rumors of uh, the Menhems and get them out of there, and then I take over, and we, you know, you're, you're, like, uh, what is it? The uh, money collector and Lara is the captain of the guard, and and." Uh, Clovis is going to run the mill because he knows where the, the older trees that are going to die that come from. We don't want to, like, bring these people down here, right? No, I, I think, uh, I think the priestess is probably not a good idea. But Rin, if we explain to Rin that this is the only way to destroy Belcora. Rin's kind of crazy. Exactly. So, she's, I think... No, she's, like, she, crazy, not good. That's crazy bad. In my experience, there's just crazy, but uh, I think I think Rin, we might be able to get help from, but I don't think that priestess condemning a soul. Like to... Rin will literally make the deal with this ruggedly handsome man right here, or is this ruggedly handsome devil? Look at them, he's hot. Not as hot as us, but he's pretty good looking. I mean, he's got that's a lot up to her. He doesn't wear a shirt, but she's gonna like me. <laughs> like, she's gonna be like the next Belcora. We're gonna be back here in the month saying, Oh, we got to defeat Ren because she's raising the lighthouse. We'll burn, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> oh. So, we're gonna kick the old can down the road, right? I think. Look, I used to work with some people like you. <laughs> I can probably do the cult part. You, you should probably do the religion part. I mean, you can do this stuff. Come back here, try it out before we go back. And even, I mean, on our way, we can uh, help uh, Clovis with those trees that are sick from that other seven, 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 whatever it is. Not, not so lucky sevens. Are you? So that means, you know, that means we might not uh, become masters in certain things we were thinking about. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like. You practice this for 10,000 hours, you become a master. I mean, what's another 10,000 hours? 24, 48, I don't know. I don't do math very good. That's a long time. Like 10 years? Is that 10 years? 10,000 hours? Or is that like... Anyways. Either way, I don't think like we're... three and a half years. I don't think we're completing this ritual right now. Why don't we bring our friend's body back up with us? Everybody's going to look at him weird. Like, he, he said to Clovis, like... We don't, you know, get along with uh, your type. It's, uh, there's going to be others upstairs. Like, we could bring him just to the upper level, at least, of the lighthouse. Oh, that's a good point. Well, maybe we go to Heidemann's the Drake's Cavern, like across the way in the Z boat that you built. Yeah, there, was that, the plan, there was that flashing light we never went to investigate, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, not to, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to butt in, but, um, I could, um, with you guys, I could go to the mausoleum and then, um, I have a feeling that going to bed, I'll wake up and then I'll be, um, quantifying it, you know, an expert in religion when I wake up. Hmm. Okay. And plus, it's from the mausoleum. Not a lot of people visit because the zombies just came from there and everybody's scared. They're, they're going to yeah, come and, and eat the brains. And you guys will see that it's not scary where I live. And they're coming. She says live. Is that like translate to eat? And what does she mean, Mukta? I think so. And I give her a thumbs up and I say bathroom. Mm-hmm. Bathroom. Okay. 
There's fun of that in my mausoleum, but... Yeah, and plus you want to be in, in the light, and if we do it in the night, then, you know, I think everything will be okay. We bring them back. At least we can practice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely sounds like a plan of attack, so I think there's, like, this sort of scene where Eurevian has broken your contract with Sezik, you guys have entered into contract with him to deliver the soul of uh, Rajani, and you guys scoop up the body of uh, your dear departed Foxy and make your way back up to the surface. And it's so much easier now that you can just use this central staircase to go right up and down because nothing's guarding it anymore. Get right up to like the surface without issue. And uh, do you guys all camp out in the mausoleum or? Get out the camp out outside. I, I think do want to talk to try and talk, like, see if the crow is there, or at least see if okay. they Yeah, so you when you return to the mausoleum, waiting for some guidance or something to be there, there is this crow, this like plague doctor crow. Not this time. Okay, well, I'll just say it out loud. I. Hello, hi, these are my friends. I just wanted to let you know that uh, we're we're taking um, the soul, we're taking the soul of Mr. Carmen Rajani from the river. I just wanted to let you know because I know that you're not a big fan of this. So I personally don't know what to do, but there's also the town that needs to be taken care of and ultimately getting the soul might lead to us destroying Valkora. So please don't punish us. Part of like, you, you feel like that, like moving shadows in like the corner of the room and you feel a presence here with you that is pretty rare. Like you talk, you do a lot of talking, you don't always get a response. There is a, a sense that you are being listened to directly right now. Whereas, well, if this is you, I just wanted to let you know that we do have a couple of souls that we have to pick up from the river. And it's all because we made a deal with the devil, and honestly, we had our hands tied. I hope that you are okay with this one. I'm not entirely sure. And the sort of, like, whispers you hear on the like so quiet that you're straining to hear them there's just the slightest bit of whispers and all the the like shadowy voice says is we must all be comfortable walking the path we choose be sure you're choosing correct I need your blessing because if I don't have your blessing I won't be able to assist Hal in calling forth the spirits for it goes cold, the presence has left you. Okay, I let them know. I go out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think at this point, so far, all the discussion you've had about what you're going to do was taking place right in front of the devil, right in front of you, Revine. This is the first time you guys have gotten away and maybe had some breathing room to consider your options. So let's pick up with whatever you guys would be doing in this moment. Oh, I'll take well, a look. Uh, I know. I think we all want to kill him eventually, but if he goes away, we kill him. I mean, it's. I mean, if we do this for him, he he goes away. I'm not sure we could kill him. He almost killed Jews this last time. 
But uh, I read the contract and there was a lot of uh, devil D's in there. I really couldn't understand a lot of it, but uh, we all signed it. That's probably something in there that says you can't kill me before you do this thing, blah, blah, blah. But uh, we should try to get our drow fin back. Uh, we left them upstairs. We go talk to Ren. It's late. She's probably awake. Um, you know, we ask her, hey, we've got this thing that we'd like you to do for a friend of ours, but you got to keep a, you know, maybe we draw a contract up for her. You got to keep a, keep on the down low, particularly when it comes to the mayoral. How did you say that, Mukta? Mayoral. Mayoral, that, uh, yes. Is that race? Um, but, uh, you know, we say, hey, we've got this friend. He's, uh, he was killed in the battle. Uh, he's helping us defeat Belcora. Rin, can you help, like, do parts of this rit rit ritual? Bah, I can't speak tonight. Uh, call spirit, and uh, we perform it, uh, you know, perhaps after Nulara communes in her communion place. Um, uh, hey, at least we can ask her, hey, you want to help us out? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I, mean, did the devil get your tongue? I think the devil got your tongue. He could have. <laughs> he, he, he could have. He could have stabbed me in the eye, too. <laughs> you should probably get that looked at. Yeah. It definitely did not go how we wanted it to go. But I, I don't know how you feel, Nalara, but I mean, Rajani wasn't a good person, right? We already understood that. Um... But this is this is worse than what we did. Like, but there, there's how many thousands of people here on this uh, island? My family, my friends. I know you've recently returned, but you know, Clovis's people up in the forest. I don't know what we do. No, I want to help. I've always wanted to help. That's really the only thing that keeps me going. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how could, <clears throat> like, Rajani, Rajani being a bad person. I don't mind, right? He was a bad person. He did this. He met the cons. He had. He, he experienced the consequences of his actions. But when it comes to spirits, did your accent change? Why are you what? talking like that all of a sudden? Sorry, what? No. Uh, the, the devil's in there. Probably, but. <laughs> well, since we're in the mausoleum, this is home to me. You can't see her. You but did this again. Mm -hmm. It was easier to talk like everyone else back in the town. I was already gray when I got here. I was also, you know, talking about things that I shouldn't have been talking about. So by changing the way I speak, it made me fit in a little bit more. But now that we're in my home, I'm a little bit more comfortable showing who, or at least letting you guys into how I really sound like. You're not going to eat us, are you? I've never eaten anyone. <laughs> I don't know where you guys got that. But yes, my name is Nolara Nina. The alliteration is fantastic. She Thank writes a song you. about you one day. That chorus would be good. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> but I, 
I want to help you guys. I want to help protect the cities because of you guys. And I'm willing to sacrifice this life if it means that. But if... I, I'd, I'd like to think that maybe we could find a loophole in, in that contract wherein... I don't know if... If, if we get the stone and then we, we hand it to him and then Mukta steals it back, does that mean we could kill him and then we put Rajani's soul back into the river? I don't know. It's just... Farazma has been helping us a lot and this deal that we might be partaking feels like a huge betrayal to her. That's how I feel. Do we... Uh, I like your plan. I do. I'm always up for a little uh, double-dealing thievery, <laughs> but um, we could possibly all die. And not just that, but we don't know what's in that contract, yes? Mm -hmm. if, if we somehow break that contract and this Urevian still ends up with the soul, right? Will he just leave? Or out of spite for us trying to double deal him, will he raise Absalom to the ground? And Otari. That was part of our deal. Yes? That he leaves and does not touch Otari and Absalom. So if we break that contract, maybe he feels obligated to then go and uh, destroy all those people. It's a question of what risks we're willing to take. I'm fine risking my life, risking my soul. Yes? If that's all that it would be. But we're talking the lives of thousands of people. No, I know. And I, I, I am into that. And I want to help, I really do. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. For the longest time, I've always felt alone and I only had Ancora. So this is going to sound really selfish, but I'm just gonna put it out there. I've never enjoyed this iteration of myself until I've met you all. But I'd like to think that the moments that I have experienced with you guys is enough for me to let go of this iteration in case I do disappoint our asthma. You understanding what I'm saying? What is she saying, Mukta? That uh, if we do this, even if we're successful, that might mean that... Uh... There might be a risk that I disappoint her. And at this point, I don't... And you're back because of her, yes? Yes. To take down Belcora or? Take, take down Belcora, yes. But also, I mean, one of the biggest things is you have to res respect the afterlife, respect the journey of the souls. And essentially what we are going to do is taking one back and sending it to... Granted that maybe he'll end up there anyway, it's still not part of the journey that he should be undertaking under her supervision. 
Well, uh, we can at least ask Bryn. Maybe she can help us with this. Our friend here, and a gesture to Foxy sitting, over, laying over, sitting, laying, kind of laying, sitting over there in the corner. Um, and we ask her. She says no thanks. Then, you know, I can see what I can do as we sleep on it. Um, but maybe we go talk to Rin. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Maybe she has, like, remember when we went there, she was talking to stars. I don't want to take her to the Abomination Vaults because I think she'll get a little loopy. Remember when she saw the book and she went all crazy? I think, yeah, I think she'll get more than a little, like, my mother used to get like that when she saw chocolate cake. It was, mm -hmm. you have no idea. Look, Nulara. Our contract with physics is broken, yes? Mm -hmm. Thanks to the overthrowing of Eurovian. Yes, yes. <laughs> I still am quite mad that we're saved by a pun, but um, all right. It's on brand. <laughs> we can... If this is something that puts this life that you found again in peril, that's not something I'm comfortable asking you to do no no it's okay i don't it's i guess you're you 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 all are hearing me processing things that i was not able to think about while we were under there and i was bleeding almost to death i look at how sincerely how mm. you are the first person that i've met here Mm -hmm. You have so much that you can achieve. And from the beginning, I've already said that one of my prime purposes is to, one, protect you guys, and to see to it that you achieve your ambitions, your goals. I want to protect who you want to protect. And if it means this, that's all, that's all right with me. And same to you, Clovis, and same to you, Mukta. You see, my parents uh, uh, into music. They say they had a school and I met my friends, but that really wasn't the case. I mean, they, they entertained the crowds and do well while me and my friends took some money from the people watching. Uh, and they saved up enough and made some notoriety for themselves to catch the, uh, how do you say, the eye of uh, a, uh, I don't know, somebody in Absalom of the same ilk, a little bit more powerful, a little bit more reach, and they moved under there under the pretense that they would be part of some you know, teaching in the school, but it's just not really the truth. I mean, my family's a bunch of scoundrels, and I got a silver tongue, but I still love them, and I don't want them to die at the hands of the devils or being stabbed in the face with some quill um, regardless of their upbringing and you know what we used to do to survive back in Ubel it's important that uh, we go through with this I'll go through with it I need to because they're my family and when you don't have family with you you know have friends you companions acquaintances um, but you guys are like my family too, so I don't want to give up yourselves either. It's a hard thing to say, uh, but uh, I'll say please help me 
do this. You might not like it. You might not like it, but it's important. I mean, I don't know what's in that contract. It was really hard to read. I could barely like concentrate on it. Not because, uh, not because you know, I really tried because it was really not that interesting. I wasn't really into you know reading the whole thing. But I mean, it is what it is. Mukta should read it from now on. He's better at that stuff than I am. But we should. I mean, we don't have to answer this right now, but I would like your help. We should ask Rin if she wants to help. I mean, at least we can get, she could say no, and then, okay, that's, you know, part of the challenge of doing what we need to do to at least take care of our girlfriend. We promised him we'd, we'd take him home. And, right, I might be a scoundrel, and, you know, but, you know, my word is, well, uh, when I give it in earnest, it's important to me because it's like, and it's the only thing I really have that is worth anything. Lovis. Yes, sir. I know that uh, we met veterans when she sent us over to help these two knuckleheads over here in the first place, but uh, I'm not quite... I never really got your reason for coming along with us. I mean... How do you feel about all of this? Well, uh, kind of like I told you guys the story, I believe the woodmill was uh, causing the death of my forest. And now I'm learning that uh, it's down here in these abomination vaults. Um, I, we need to do it to kill, kill this down here to bring my forest back. So, much as uh, I don't like helping a devil, you know, it's an end to a means. Right, right. So, I'll say this. Nulara, you have your sense of duty to try to destroy, destroy Belcora and save souls, yes? Hal, you want to save your family. You want to make a name for yourself. Clovis, you want to save your forest. And like you said, a means to an end, yes? But I'll tell you all this. As someone who's done anything to get a, a means to an end, yes? A person who's put the job before all else. I'll tell you this, I'm not a good person, huh? I've done things. Well, let's just say I've done things. And no matter the job, no matter the end result, doing something like this puts a stain on your soul. My soul might be beyond saving, I don't know. So I'm willing to do this to help my family, you all. But I want you all to understand this. Once we do this, there is no going back. We might save Otari, we might save Absalom, but we won't save ourselves. That's what that means. A means to an end. In this case, we're uh, gonna sacrifice four for many lives to live. All right, let's go talk to Rin. Okay, so the group 
kind of makes their way towards Rin. And you guys went to down in the vaults early, but you guys spent all day chatting with Rivian, learning the ritual. So when you get, you, you know, it's like early night, perfect time for Rin to be waking up and like, you know, the shop's been open, run by Elanir all day, but Rin, you can see her as you like approach, she's got the tea kettle going, the steam coming out the shop like she's pulled back all of the the ceiling like um the flaps pulled them back with the crank so it opens to like the beautiful stars above through the foggy banked kind of coastal town and uh as she sees you coming she puts on a smile and waves completely you know unassuming of why you guys are coming to her shop she says Friends, friends, please, please sit. I've I've just put this tea on. It's it's magnificent. You must try it. I think Mokta said he liked your tea, which is why we came here. Well, not really why we came here, but he said that's a a uh, a byproduct of you know going to see you. So he he'll take some. But uh, we need a favor. One of our companions that we uh, have been traveling with was killed by what is that? Uh, a giant radiant fire beams that came from the sky. I'm not really sure what that was. Um, and uh, he's in uh, Nina, uh, Nilara's house, Miss Nina's house. Um, we need oh. somebody who knows religion and we need... And, uh, well, we thought of you being, you know, kind of a crazy person or, I'm sorry, uh, eccentric, that you would uh, be able to help us with the occultives apart um, before the sun came out tomorrow. Uh, oh, do you want sure. to use that? Are we putting the soul to like rest, making sure it crosses over? Uh, no, actually putting it back in the body. This is it's just simply not possible. I wouldn't even know where to begin for something like this. Like, I appreciate you coming to me, but if I could do such things, I think I would be running a knickknack shop in a town like this. Maybe. maybe I feel like you're not telling me the whole thing. I feel like maybe you're not telling me everything. Uh, we have this ritual called uh, Call Spirit, and we need somebody with religion who's really good at that, and somebody with occultism who's really good at that, and they perform this ritual. Uh, do, thinking back, do I get the sense that uh, he showed it to us and we can't show it or teach it to anybody else or they can't perform. No, he, in fact, he made a point of, of encouraging as you guys fumbled your way through, like trying to learn who's teaching you. He encouraged you guys to seek out experts who might be able to help you. It's not a secret or anything. So, I mean, I can impart my knowledge unto you is that I was taught. And maybe if you're, you know, your expertise in the occultism and this crazy stuff you have around here. I mean, this quaint stuff you have around here. You could help us out. She she says, is this friend of yours? Is he in, important to what we're doing here? Is he, did he die helping you? Yeah, he did. Uh, we ran into the doorway and he got like struck down by a bolt of fire. It wasn't really a bolt of fire. A column of fire that burnt him like to a crisp when we were there. He, I could have like protected him, but I forgot. So he croaked like for real. One thing I know is that souls 
that have crossed over, they, they can choose to return or they can choose not to return. The idea of forcing a soul back that doesn't want it, that's, that's not sitting comfortably with me. Well, but it's kind of like if, he, he signed a contract with somebody who was going to take a soul if he croaked, and then that contract was null and void by some other person. And so it's probably just sitting there in limbo waiting to come back or go. We're on. talking devils. I don't know. He was really tall, very handsome, had red skin. She kind of looks past all harmony at the rest of you guys like devils. Mukta's just quiet, drinking his tea. <laughs> I will help you with your friend, but you have to be honest with me, Hal. Do you think they want to return? Sounds like the alternative. Do you do you think that they want to return? Yes. I gave him my word we would escort them back to the town and speak with their empress and not the town. Well, his town, I guess it was a town. Undertown. <laughs> it was Undertown. Um, we would go there and, and he would speak to the Empress because they want the same thing we want with Belcora. Like, they want their gun. We want their gun. It sounds like... Sounds like... This... Of course I'll help you. Yes. This, this is just a practice run, of course. Or? Like the next one. Do you anticipate dying often? No, I don't anticipate dying often. But once once is enough, right? I want to come back. If I need to, or one of my friends or acquaintances or a merchant. We're talking about fighting Belcora and saving Absalom, yes? And Otari. Wouldn't you be willing to do anything to do that, Rin? Almost anything, yes. I would sacrifice a lot, personally, to achieve those ends. But I feel the same way. So let, let's do it. Give me the gist about this ritual. Tell me everything you know about it. And I assume you guys... This is kind of like the scene of you guys going through everything that Revan taught you. Uh, she does point out that this is going to require some expensive components that are consumed, success or fail. So somebody's going to have to pony up 50 gold worth of materials. I will. Uh, I will. I can I can do that. Uh. In fact, because because she's helping you and because of this, you're going to get the rent, the rent discount kind of rolling from your earlier persuasions and stuff. So I'll, she'll sell you the 50 gold worth for like 35. This is the rent rate. This is yeah, this is because you were like a natural 20 on an earlier persuasion with her. And, you know, you guys are here, you're you're appealing to her and she's, you know, she, she knows this isn't selfish. So she's she's giving so you the discount. I think we should get uh, two worse because we're going to like have a second person done. Do I have to like pay you for your time? Oh, I would never ask for after everything we've been through and every everything I've put you through. I feel like this is... We're friends now, Hal. You guys... Okay, so I want to get two of that so you can do our friends. But Perfect. it's going to have to be in the morning before you go to before you go to sleep. Okay. And then we'll let you know when the other time is. Uh, so, just as a footnote, uh, this says that you should perform the ritual at the place the body died. 
So where did he die? In the mausoleum. Oh, easy enough. Like almost perfect, right? If he wanted to go there, he would, you know, just dig him a hole and put him in there. We would a be second, a so. second, second issue. Uh, I can perform. I can take point as the primary caster of this ritual, but we will need somebody well versed in religion. Look at Nalara. Is that what you're going? Nalara is your when you're ready after you've done your meditation for the evening. Is that something you're going to be able to do in the morning? Yeah. For you. Wow. Um, so far from when I found you and you answered my call, then it is done. These tea and crackers are great, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Ellen here handles all Sorry, that. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so Nilar. just in the spirit of the mention of devils, if we do want to fight them, would you know how to kill them? Devils have their weaknesses. They are tied intrinsically to the plane of like evil. And so good damage generally is the way to go. Holy water, good spells and the like. Those purest of heart can deal the most damage to them, although polar opposite works in reverse because they tend to, to hurt the purest of heart the most. Okay. Good damage. Otherwise, you know, stay, stay away from fire. Stay away from poison. How about acid? Probably depends on the, on the devil, but typically probably fine. Because those are Clovis specials. Well, we know the acid didn't work on that big guy. So, realistically, it's it's just stay away from poison. Oh, and if you can swing it, silvering your weapons should get through the resistances. Would you happen to have anything that could uh, possibly negate uh, persistent bleeding damage that can't be healed outright? Just avoid getting hit. <laughs> Rin is going to make a uh, lore check to see what she knows about devils because she's pretty good at lore. So, Rin with the natural one has Rin. no. Do you have a hero <laughs> point, Rin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rin. Rin with a natural one has, uh, you know, it's still a seventeen, by the way, with a natural one. <laughs> but no, she doesn't seem to have any. Uh, any idea on how to staunch those? She's she's more textbook savvy and not not necessarily as good in dealing with these specific things you're talking about. Okay, no, this is a lot of help already, Rin. Thank you very much. While they were talking, I'm going to pull Hal aside real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like Rin might be a bit iffy if we try to tell her. I'm saying like this and like we're like whispering in a corner right sure sure yeah why they're talking over here yeah uh, try to distract her yep do you think we can count on her to help again when we're putting a soul in some shady black crystal weren't you just telling me like two hours ago like hey maybe we should try Rin I was ready to do it I could probably do it in the morning no, I'm thinking, do we, uh, 
We made a mistake. Our friend didn't die in the mausoleum. He died in the cave. We put the crystal on our uh, drow's friend body, and we help Rin, uh, and Rin helps us get Rajani's soul into the crystal on the... I'm super confused. We sacrificed our uh, subterranean friend and maybe mislead Rin on exactly who she is calling back. But then it means we have to go all the way past the forest and to the cave and all that stuff. True. She doesn't want to be out there. She doesn't look like she travels very much. So then how can she help us get Rajani back? Remember this. Our, uh, our light challenge friend is this would be good to get him back, but that's not uh, our main purpose with this ritual. If she helps us get our friend back, she's going to have to come to help us get Rajani back. I mean, yeah, probably. Just a thought. If, uh, or we tell her this has to be done to defeat Belcora or else everyone dies. Well, that's what's going to happen. Including her. She probably doesn't want that to happen to her. True. Alright, maybe we go with the honest approach. Not well, really my uh, specialty. Let's just see if she can do it. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, she kind of brags a little bit. She's got a lot to talk about. Right, right. One bridge at a time, right? Burn one bridge at a time. That's right. Alright. And then I'll go back to my tea and crackers. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we shift back to the conversation as, like, Rin and, and Nulara are kind of finishing up their chats, and she's... Is there anything else you require? Oh, uh, would you know where I could uh, find a smith to silver my weapons? Well, I would say Carmen Rajani. He is the smith, or he was up until recently. Uh, the garrison? Would the garrison be able to do this? No, but I believe somebody's taken up residence over at the Rajani's shop. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll check. Thank you. Uh, it is uh, late, okay, so, so it probably won't be open until the morning, but, you know, that can happen in time. Yeah, but a low grade hmm. or a standard grade for the 44 44 is low grade. Okay. I think. Let me check. Uh, yes, uh, standard grade is 880 gold base price. Oh boy, I don't have that. Okay, yeah. So mechanically, the only difference between low grade and standard grade is like the level of like magic it can hold. So like if you do low grade silver, your weapon can only support runes up to level eight. So that shouldn't be a problem for you right now. Oh. And I think so standard grade bumps that up to like 12 or 15 or there's some other number that the, the weapon can then hold stronger runes. Okay. Silvering your weapon will get you past his natural kind of resistance to physical attacks. Sweet. I'm not entirely sure how how much it costs to silver like arrows. I'm guessing it's just forty gold, like forty four gold for like a like a, a bundle of arrows. You know, like it's the same price as a weapon, which is kind of interesting. Was there anything else you guys wanted from Rin? Was there anyone else in town that you wanted to consult? Or are we kind of doing like the fast forward through the night thing? I'm going, going to. I'll tell the, the party. Okay. Um, you guys can go. 
Like, uh, head back to your places. I'll be there in a little while. I need to talk to Rin for a minute. If you'll give us some privacy. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, sh- sure. I, I grab a handful of crackers on my way out. Mokta, really? <laughs> They're good crackers. They have this, like, ranch seasoning on them. Oh, you didn't have to sneak it out. You could have just asked. Rin goes to get a ranch cracker and they're just gone. <laughs> like Mokta, can I try one of those crackers? Did that good? <laughs> so it sounds like they do give you some privacy, Hal. Okay, uh, Rin, I don't want... You said there wasn't sitting good with you and that. I just can't have that on my conscience. Oh, I'm, if I'm decently you... versed in this occultism, but I want you to, like... Bring me up to speed, like teach me as you can in the next four hours. And uh, I won't, we won't, you know, you won't have to uh, do the unspeakable that we're not going to speak about. It's, it's, it's only unspeakable if the soul is unwilling. So long as the soul is willing, it's fine. But if you prefer, I, I definitely will teach you. Yeah, I would prefer. I think it's important. You learn a lot from the stars and, well, I'm just a... Budding student, teach me your ways. Are you interested? Are you interested in perhaps my ghost hunting courses? <laughs> because Rin is is um, somebody who can provide the ghost hunter archetype to anyone who's uh, studies under her. So I was just thought it was funny to offer it. Yeah. So it sounds like you want to spend. Is the mechanical idea here? You're going to spend the night with Rin, and then you're going to take master in occultism. I'm going to take expert in occultism. Expert, sorry, expert. Okay. So yeah. that that's kind of what we see happen as the rest of you guys go off and do whatever you guys do yourself. You spend the rest of the night with Rin, who trains you in a lot of the occultism and expands your mind a little bit and gives you some reading materials for you to continue your studies. And Rin becomes your sort of occultism guide. Oddly, like almost everything she believes all ro- all comes back to like the stars and their rotation and their position in the sky. Almost to the point where you kind of are like, yeah, I don't know about you, Rin, but and anyone else want to do anything before bed? I'm going to go to the mausoleum and meditate. Okay. Uh, and just say, I know this is a gamble and I know that I might be offending you. I'm really enjoying this life, and I wish that this risk allows me to keep it because it still meets the purpose that you've put me in here for. But I want to do it for them. So please just let if you could. And I'm not going to ask for anything more. And then I meditate. As you kind of meditate on this thought, you come back to like a pretty common prayer that enters your mind one that's that's i don't know how you familiar you are with it but it's pretty familiar to most of Phrasmus followers and that is all who live must face her judgment and it's sort of this mantra that you come to and kind of meditate on that's my, my that's me going up to expert for religion <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right clovis mukta uh, Mukta goes to the crook nook, mm-hmm. is about to uh, knock on the door of the room that he knows the right is in, mm-hmm. and stops himself, goes down to the bar, 
and just ordered us a bottle and drinks. And like you see Mukta like in the bar like drinking and the camera like pans up like through the floor up into the room and you just see like um Ryda like sitting like she's tossing and turning in bed and she's like up and she's staring like out the window just like seeing like you know she's looking out the window just looking for Mukta and there's a look of worry on her face and she glances across the room and she's got her bag packed right there like on the edge of the bed ready to go and she's looking at the bag and she's looking out the window and we don't see what decision she makes Clovis? Clovis and Mushi are went out to the forest not too far in just on the edge and uh, they're both just sitting there meditating looking up at the stars and uh, just enjoying nature it's been a while since been back out here yeah. as you sit out there kind of just enjoying nature you find it hard to kind of something's coming between you and like this peace that you used to feel and you almost swear like the trees are towering over you. The trees are ominous. Something is watching you here. And in the back of your mind, you can't shake the feeling that something from the beyond has put its sights on you, Clovis. Just love coming to the forest. Just be so peaceful, but strange. Something is happening. Right. And uh, we go to the night. The whole night passes, you guys full long rest, you guys full level up, you get all of those abilities that you've chosen to take, and it's morning. What are we doing? I'll give a course blade to the smith. Sure. The... Yeah, so this, the smith's taken over, it's like one of um, Yinius Mara's men, who's now taken over ownership of the Quirk Nook, and so he... You know, he's not as skilled as Rajani, but he's not completely unskilled. He's like apprentice level and he like is really fascinated by your blade. He says, don't worry, I'll take good care of this boss. All right. All right. And he instantly like goes to the back, brings out a huge chunk of silver that Rajani had in the back and just starts like smelting it down to to kind of coat your blade. This will be one of your proudest works yet. Uh, it's going to take them pretty much the whole day to complete this thing. And then I go find them. Okay. So just in like a, a step back from the roleplay meta sense, I've heard so many different ideas and plans kind of thrown out. It sounds like the first step you guys are all agreeing and on board with is attempting this ritual to see if it even works on Falxy. Mm-hmm. And now that you're capable of Sorry. doing it yourself, the mm-hmm. second step is potentially going and do, and getting Rajani's body in the crystal. I know Mukta was thrown out the idea of like tricking her into doing it, which would have been an interesting attempt, you know. Cool. Uh, but now that you guys are handling it yourself, I guess there's no need for tricking, right? But is the is the intent here to do the ritual, get Rajani's soul, and then you're gonna actually deliver it to Yerevian and go through with it? Or do you guys not even sure yet? Uh, Hal's planning to see if it works on Falxy and then take, uh, you know, I mentioned to Clovis, maybe we can take care of those trees when we go back to that uh, cave we went to that one time to call back Rajani's spirit. But I want to see if it works first against uh, yep. Foxy. Okay. Yeah, I would have, Mukta would have taken the black crystal from um, Urevian's desk. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so. for sure. He he wanted you guys to have it to bring the soul back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we can go ahead and do that. Let's do the ritual, guys. We can do it. Where would you guys like to do it? Who's taking point? Who's assisting? We want to take the body back downstairs. Okay. Yeah. So there's a bit of chance. Yeah, I mean, we don't have okay, to do it. Yeah. Down. Hmm? Okay. Yeah, it's much better to go back. So you get the body, you go back down. Although, Nulara, you're now descending back into the vault without your trustworthy blade. I'll, I let them know that. <laughs> yeah. So. You still got the trident, right? I do have the trident. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I, then not everything so is fine. Yeah, you're no. good. Very cool. So we, we head down the same path we've taken probably close to a dozen times now, all the way down the central chamber into like Eurevian's floor, where once there, uh, the devils, they're back to training their armies, but they all sort of like look your way and then don't make eye contact with you at all. They just like look away and continue their job. The only person that has that's like sitting there picking her teeth with a toothpick outside of Eurevian's office is Sezik. And as you guys show up, she was like, hm, thought we had a deal. We 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 completed the contract. Mukta overthrew. I fucking uh, hate common. Revian? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was your contract, not mine. Well, I guess it was our contract, but. There's a reason you I'm should not a contract. Common, and then I say bathroom as I wave to her. <laughs> <laughs> You go ahead and make your way back into Eurovian's office, who is there, right? Like in his office, stops with his quill that he's doing and like takes an interest in what you what you guys are about to attempt. And he says, practice run. Yep. I'm going to get uh, our friend back. See what happens. Uh, Cross your fingers or your toes or your quills or your nose, whatever you want. I'll cross my scrolls and he takes two of the scrolls and like crosses them across his horns. I see what you did there. So we're attempting this uh, ritual. So one of you, like the way rituals work, right? One of you takes point and then the other one assists. Well, and one, your lead, Mayor. Are you sure? I'm not very good. I just learned, learned last night. I just started praying and I feel like I could. So I might be a little overconfident. If we okay. modify it, I have a plus 13. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's much better than me. That's like 20% more better. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so trying to make sure I understand I'm on the up and up for how rituals work. So you guys are here in the uh, in Eurovian's office, right where, you know, your friend died. As close as you can possibly be to the source to make it as easy as possible. You lay his body out right where he was, you know, incinerated. <laughs> And this ritual, it's an hour long ritual, right? It involves like these incense being burned and like kind of the patterns. In fact, you guys spin the story of what it looks like as Hal and Nulara work together to bring a body back. What would that look like in your guys' mind? While setting up the incense, the incense, I'll tell Hal, Hal, I was just thinking, you guys let me know what you think of this too. If we have to convince the soul to get back, he speaks under common. I don't. So how can I even convince him if the stuff, if the words that I know aren't even going to help? So maybe you do have to lead. Well, you can lead. I will just, you know, perhaps play some music and chant along with you. And maybe that is enough to get him to understand. Um, you know, you, you sing the words. So we'll, we'll sing it together. I'll 
play some music accompaniment and right you you know sing along you did so good that's okay. at, at uh, battle of the bands and right right okay yeah so yeah we got chat energy behind you guys saying you guys can do it so Nulara, you are going to take point on this and Hal is the backup singer, correct? Yep. OK, so I will tell you for this ritual, the spell level that the ritual you're attempting, along with how hard it is, the DC you need to hit for a success is 24. OK, so 11. We're going to start with the secondary check. Okay. So how you are your secondary caster, you're not the primary child, you're not making the primary check, but the success or failure of your secondary check is either going to aid or hinder Nulara's main check, right? So you're doing the occultism check. So please give me an occultism roll. DC 24. You did have a hero point given to you by Hallowed RPG in chat. Ooh. Who that is? <laughs> Thank you, Hallowed RPG. Yeah, so let's get let's get the energy in chat. Hal, you got this. Oh. We're, we're behind you. I'm just wondering if I can. No, it's it's charisma checks. Okay. The first time you can't use your uh, your music to help. Six plus eleven for seventeen. So I think using a hero point is probably a decent idea here. Oh my oh, god. Well, Change that dice. Where's the dragon dice? <laughs> so you, you bumped it up from what, a f five to a six? Okay. Six to a six. Six to six. Okay. Yeah. So it's a six, it's a fail, but it's not a critical fail. So Hal, you are having a bit of a hard time with this new occultism stuff. I mean, you see here, Ren, you're trying to think of the stars. You look up, there's no stars. It's not going well. And Eurevian is like snickering at this. Uh, so here's the problem with a failure. Nulara, you're taking a minus four circumstance penalty on your check. Minus four? Minus four. So make your roll minus four and the DC is still 24. But we have faith in Nulara, don't we? Phrasma is with you. Or is she? Rerolling. Erasmus is not with you. So that's a two sixes and a four. Come on, guys. We have one good roll in our pockets, maybe? Maybe? Oh, I clicked it. Oh, it's a natural one. Natural one. So you open this, this tear opens right over like the middle of the body and you start like seeing like like spears start pouring out and Nulara, you're overwhelmed by the sense of all these spirits coming through. You see for just a brief glimpse into the river of souls, the infiniteness and the thousands upon thousands of souls traveling, writhing, reaching up as they flow down the river is a bit overwhelming and it drops your concentration just enough. And, and you have trouble like grabbing, you see Carmen's soul floating down the river and as you focus on it and try to, not Carmen, sorry, Falxy's soul and you're concentrating on trying to pull it out, you grab the wrong soul. And shoom, as you yank it out, you see around you that these uh, spirits that you've pulled from the other side are not the right spirits and they are not too happy with you guys. Ah, uh, damn it. 